it's the movie that pretty much fathered every science fiction movie to come after it. That's right, today we're talking about the 1968 sci-fi classic 2001 A Space Odyssey, directed by Stanley Kubrick and written by Stanley Kubrick and Arthur C. Clarke. And today I have with me as a guest co-host, my sister Jessica. Hello! Alright, so this is going to be an in-depth review and analysis of 2001 A Space Odyssey, which means we're going to be going through every category of my grid. Uh, So the first category is going to be writing, plot, and genre. Um, So... I guess I'll start off. I was a little bit um, admittedly harsh in the writing categories, uh, just because as much as I like a lot of the things going on within this movie, it didn't necessarily fit my ideal for a a movie. I I tend to very much so like movies that focus on characters. (laughs) That is not what this movie is. It's not focused on characters. No. No. So I was a little bit harsh, but it's only fault within that regard is that it didn't meet what I want to see. It's not that it's bad. Um, I just wanted to get that out in the open, that I know I'm a little harsh and that I know it's very subjective. Sure. I did definitely appreciate the things that it did within genre. Definitely, like I said at the beginning, I felt like it's uh, very much so fathered a whole. I mean, there were definitely science fiction movies before it, but I feel like there's a very clear mark of like, once this movie came out, it changed everything for specifically for that genre and even outside of the genre. Um, So I really liked the different things that it did um, as far as um, just the themes explored and um, different kinds of tropes and, and imagery especially was really big as far as just setting the standards. I think that's the big thing about the writing in this movie is that it wasn't focusing on trying to be any particular anything. I mean, you know, genre protocols are just completely out of the question with this movie. It's just like doing its own thing and and it has a a, a pretty clear plot progression that leaves a lot of people going, "What just happened?" <laughs> For sure. Yeah. But it's only because it's it's a it's a weird and unusual plot. It's not hard to follow, and it's not it's not um, it doesn't have holes in it. There's not a lot of things where you're going, "How would this work?" or "How would this happen?" It all kind of makes sense, but at the same time, leaves you like what? And it leaves you with so much to discuss. And I feel like there are so many intentional things done to make you fall into a discussion and thought patterns where you're like, what was that about? Like, what is, what is happening here? So I thought that there was some really strong writing in that regard. The only thing I didn't give a 10 was pace, which I think a lot of people have trouble with the pace of this movie. I didn't give it, you know, a terrible score. I gave it an eight for the pace. Yeah. I can deal with a slow movie. I like a slow movie. I have the patience for a slow movie, but they're, they're even, even that being said I have a very high tolerance for slow movies and there are some parts in this movie I mean at the beginning of the movie you weren't even sure if it was starting That's or not true. <laughs> no, which I was like that did happen yeah that, that was the thing that happened yeah so that maybe yeah yeah that's part of the pacing issue there yeah I uh I didn't give it a very good score for pacing it, it uh, I also have a pretty high tolerance for for slower movies but I think I think for me the key is like if it's if it's about characters and it's more like well they're not really doing anything but it's a character study I can deal with a really slow movie in that regard because I like I like people watching I like analyzing behavior like that's more my my speed 
So it was the more, I mean, it's definitely, I liked the themes explored. I liked a lot of what was happening. It definitely left me thinking. And, you know, it's, um, I should probably say off the top of my head or off the top of the review, I had never seen it all the way through until today. I'd seen Mm -hmm. probably about half of it in various classes and stuff in school. Um, So this was my first time seeing it all the way through. And there were definitely. Isn't it funny how when you've never seen it before, you almost feel like you have seen it before because it's so immersed in pop culture and every movie that has come after it science yeah. fiction anyway or any, certainly any movie that takes place in space oh for sure yeah, yeah. and even just silly pop culture I mean there was one point where I was like oh is this why this music plays in that Simpsons I've episode? seen this scene in the Simpsons <laughs> exactly. yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah definitely it comes up comes up quite a bit which is fun um but yeah the pacing um when it had my attention I liked what was happening quite a bit but there were definitely a few points here and there where I was like okay this is going on a little bit too, particularly in the last act when it's you know gets into the Jupiter space and it's like just feel like I'm on acid or something <laughs> like this is going on a little bit too long for me so I don't know if this is you know the right part of this to talk about this but there's there's definitely parts of this movie and scenes of this movie where I feel like I'm not watching a movie so much as I'm watching something that you might see in an art gallery. Like when you go into a room and they're just playing something on a loop, I feel like that is something that was kind of... Uh, just getting onto the art scene in the 60s, you know, when this movie was made. Um, So, yeah, it's hard to score it on writing when it's just doing something like that that's so different than, you know, there's a non-linear storytelling, like... Right, it was very, very avant-garde, very... um, Mm -hmm. took an avant-garde class and hated it because it was basically that scene I was talking about where he like enters Jupiter space. It was a whole semester of watching short films that was just that. It was sometimes the comparison I make though with a movie that is like really this I don't feel like this movie is completely non-linear. I think it's a it's a fairly linear movie. Um, But with movies like that that get more avant-garde, I almost tend to think of it more so like if you have uh, like if you're judging the writing in a book, there's something very different about the writing in a novel versus, you know, poetry, a book of poems sure. or something. Like, and yeah. I some movies tend to lean more towards like, well, this isn't really about the plot that you would find in a novel. Is yeah. I mean, you know, this movie is even it's almost the the different segments are connected to each other but it's kind of loose it's almost like a few short stories that are connected to each other kind of tangentially very very much so certain um profound symbols are showing up in each one so you see the same symbols in each one and then you kind of get you know these little pieces thrown out where it's like oh this is happening because we needed to send you this because of this thing that happened in the other scene but it's almost like an easter egg more than it is actually important to the scene that you're watching that's more about like broader themes that don't really have anything to do with the plot for sure it's almost like Dubliners in space. I don't know if you ever read Dubliners. No. <laughs> I don't know what that is. 
Ulysses. <laughs> oh, it's, uh, the same guy who wrote Ulysses. Why am I forgetting his okay, name right well, now? Um, which I have not read that. But, but um, obviously this is like an actual piece of literature like that I've just never heard of. <laughs> okay, but go on. <laughs> you know, it's, it's all good. But it's a, it's a compilation of short stories that all take place in Dublin. Okay. And they're all very separate, but they're, you know, a character from this story will show up here, you know. Different yeah, things here yeah. and there, but that's also mm-hmm. similar in that way. Yeah, but you you didn't like the writing so much because it wasn't focused on characters. It's just not my my preferred uh, sure. approach yeah. to storytelling. I wouldn't necessarily say I disliked it because I like that. I mean, there's definitely themes of uh, like a so like I don't even quite know how to put like I know what I'm trying to say and I can't themes even think of the words of uh, like a circular kind of like a. You know, you have the dawn of man, and then you have the space age, and they're not. And then there's like a regeneration, and, exactly, and, and it's it's you know time and, and civilization, of a new discovery, and exactly. So it's facing not, the unknown, exactly. So it's not it's not linear in the sense of like you start here, you continually evolve. It's circular. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. I like those themes a lot. Like, that's definitely, I like the more philosophical um, ideas and questions that it presents. Like, I got a lot out of it, and I like it, and I... But you're just more interested in, like, what's going on with these characters. Yeah. Which, actually, I didn't sit and think as I was watching that movie, like, who are these people? I don't know what they want. But then when I was filling out this grid, and there were, ca- there's categories like character development and character arts and characters inner needs and I'm and and that when I stopped to score it I'm like well actually you know like our, probably the the biggest character of them all is the um Dave they just call him Dave most of the time we know him as Dave because that's what Hal calls him but he's like probably the most main character there is in the movie sure do we really know any of his motive? Why did he go to space? He st- talks to his parents in one scene. We can't even tell if he likes his parents or not. Like, yeah. And in, I don't necessarily think it hurts the movie or that I sat there thinking it was a negative point because kind of like we were talking about how the movie's about these really big, broad themes. It's not a... It's not about him, you know? Sure. He yeah. happens to be the character we see the most, but it's kind sure. of like not necessarily a movie about him. I mean, he's not sure. even in half the movie. Right, like, you could just as easily say the main character is the Is the, is the other guy who went... True, true, true. The apes, yeah. yeah or yeah. Hal, or, you know, mm-hmm. you can pretty much pick any character. They probably all have about the same screen yeah. time. Yeah, yeah. I think, I mean, Dave has... I guess they all have names, but his name is like repeatedly said several times. Yeah. And so we have a better... And same with Hal. I think that's why those scenes are the most memorable is because we have characters to attach mm-hmm. to it because I thought I, mean, I mentioned I had seen a lot of clips in class and I thought most of the movie was was Hal and Dave and, and yeah. that was like that was the I movie. I think it's probably what people remember the most and honestly I think Hal is probably the one not the most memorable thing in the movie but definitely one of the things that really sticks with people and I think that's interesting in talking about characters too because he's like this artificial intelligence and people are watching the movie and the the humans in the movie are doubting, you know, whether he 
is actually incapable of making mistakes or not, whether he actually has ill will towards them, is he like sentient and hates them or something, or like sure. wants to, is he manipulating them? Name and question very early on, like, does he have emotions? Like, no one can really say. No one knows. So yeah. it's like this big mystery about whether he's even good or bad or has feelings or not. But all of that being said, when he's getting, you know, everything pulled and you're like hearing him him speak, I felt sad for him. You know, I, did too. I felt very... like he, w- he was a character that I cared about. Yeah, it's, Weirdly. A, very, it's a very uncomfortable feeling mm-hmm. when he's like, you know, I can feel my mind going, stop. Like, yeah. I can feel it. It's like, that sounds awful. It's meant to make you uncomfortable and like, yeah, but was he doing that just because... Just because as a computer, he knew that that was what would make the human stop. Right. Like, was, I, it, was it a play on empathy? Mm-hmm. Like, like no, 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 I'll be good now. I'm fine. Yeah. I, I was just... Yeah. Something went a little out of whack. It's fine now. Mm-hmm. Like, this, this is what they want to hear. I, I didn't mean to accidentally murder you all. <laughs> yeah. It's just weird and really interesting. But should we go to the next category? Um, sure. We've kind of already gotten into characters a little. Um, before we do that, though, um, should we talk about the uh, total scores we gave for plot and genre? Okay. Um, yeah, I wasn't... <laughs> we kind of were going around. I wasn't really sure what um, section we were even on. Well, for that's, that's for writing in plot and genre, it averaged out to a 9.6. I gave everything a 10 except for pace. So that's what brought down the average for me. That's fair. I was a a little bit harsher. I gave it a 7 out of 10. Definitely the pace. I only gave it 4.5 out of 10. Um, The pace really... Some people just can't handle it. I mean, I wouldn't say I couldn't (laughs) handle it, but... But to be fair, you were on your phone a few times, so I, I think you had a little bit more trouble with I it. I gave than it you. an eight. I know it's not a ten. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, Writing for characters. Yeah, I guess I was we trying t- to. We kind of talked about it already, so you can yeah. find out the score for it. Yeah, I don't think there's too much. I'm just looking over the score to see if there's anything I want to add. Um, but yeah, I think we pretty much covered everything. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to give your total for writing characters? Mine came out to a nine. Wow, they're <laughs> more generous than me. Um, although, to, like I said at the beginning, I was I was harsh because it's not. Even though I um, recognize for a lot of these things that like like character development, character arts, I still gave those nines because, quite frankly, I don't feel like it deserves a super low score for not having a lot of those things because it's just not necessary. I think it would have fair. been fluff for this particular yeah. film. That's completely That's valid. not what they were addressing. Right. Yeah, you like that it wasn't... Yeah. That there they wasn't focused on what they needed to focus on. Yeah, they That's gave... Fair. They gave. This was already almost a three-hour-long movie. They used their time. Stanley Kubrick, he, he really was responsible for everything on this movie. He he decided very specifically what he wanted to use his time on, and I think he made wise decisions and told the story he wanted to tell. That's fair. Uh, I went significantly lower. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, again, I I recognize everything you're saying, and I, I agree that, you know... It's just this, not your bag. Yeah, like, I, I agree that this movie's not about characters, and, and you like that about the movie, and I penalized it a little bit more just because it's like not my bag um so I gave it 5.8 out of 10 um which I know is harsh and I know that you know I recognize there's a lot of really good things going on within this movie that I like a lot um but I just I I like characters I like I would have liked a little bit more um and maybe that would have made the movie worse it probably would have because obviously this movie is a classic and everybody who sees it you know loves it so 
I don't know. Maybe I should have given it higher, but 5.8 for me. Sure. All right. So now we're going to move on to the next category, which is going to be acting and casting. Um, this one was a little bit hard because, like we were saying with characters, like, we really don't get a good grasp on any of these people. Like, a lot of people, I'm like, did that person even have a name? Like, it's, so it's hard to say, like, oh, yeah, this performance was really outstanding or, you know, it's, it's a little bit difficult. Um, but I really liked the acting and casting overall. I definitely, we talked about it as we were watching the movie. Um, I should have looked up his name, but the actor who plays Dave, he just has a very modern look to him and a very, um, I thought he had just kind of an, an everyday Joe look. I mean, he's... So mm-hmm. Hollywood star, but you know, mm-hmm. you know, he just, I thought that that was a good, a good mix that they were, I mean, obviously they didn't know he would look modern when they cast him, but there's just something about him that, that stands the test of time that he, even, you know, all these years later, he still just has that like everyday Joe appearance that just kind of makes us relate to him, even though we don't see him that much. I know that the same was true with, with most of the characters. So I, I liked the acting and casting overall. I thought um, face acting was an interesting category because when I started thinking about that and reflecting back on the movie, there there's actually a lot of face acting, there's particularly from that actor. He does yeah. not have a lot of dialogue, and he spends yeah. a lot of time in long, tense scenes, mm-hmm. you know, just sitting at the controls of his spaceship, trying to, you know, save his, his fellow astronaut not knowing if Hal is, like, trying to kill them all and if he can yeah. even stop him, you know, and, and he stays focused because he's, like, you know, like, strong, stable astronaut, and he's, like, yeah. he's, like, doing this, like, emotionless thing where you, but you can, you can tell that he's scared. Yeah. You can tell just enough that mm-hmm. he is scared, so. I agree. that I gave the, the fake acting category a 10, mostly and also because in that, of him. So I didn't mean to interrupt, but oh, I was also going to say in the, in, in the bonkers last scene of the movie, <laughs> yeah, there's no speaking in that at all. Oh, and yeah. he is the only actor there. And, yeah. you know, it's a lot to take in. It's a lot of weirdness and a lot yeah. of what the heck, but he gets big... He gets a lot of credit for face acting. Absolutely. There. The only thing I dinged this for in was for casting of secondary characters and extras because now, of course, this is in its time. It was 1968, so there's only so much that you can um, blame Expect it for. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to let it completely off the hook for diversity. Although, I was impressed with the representation of women. women I was too. On the international, or was it internet, whatever their space station was when they were right. first going to the moon. Yeah, the women outnumbered the there, men. Are, there were more women than men in that particular scene. And then, um, I I don't know what their like jobs were supposed to be or anything, but there were definitely plenty of women. And then um, when he was addressing the like boardroom or whatever it was, talking about yeah. like the, the secret and the cover up, uh, there were a couple women in that room who you know were among like this elite class of people getting the information. So that was great, but I don't think there was a single person in the whole movie that wasn't white. So yeah, it was definitely very white. Very white. Not a whole lot of people in the movie, but enough that I would think you'd see somebody who wasn't white. You so. think? Sure. Um, I did want to mention, I guess this would go, I wasn't really sure if this would be considered secondary characters or extras. Um, but yeah, it's I mean, hard in this movie. There's like 10 people in the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, well, well, but that goes into what I was going to say. The, uh, the apes in the beginning or the, the ape men, sure. like just the, the physicality and like, it's, 
easily, and except for in the scenes where you get the really close-ups on their face, and you can definitely see a little it's bit more. It's funny, because for, for kind of. most of those scenes, you're watching it, and you're going, are these gorillas, or are yeah. these people? And then you get those couple of scenes where it goes, like, way planet of the apes, and you're like, oh, yeah, these are people. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But most of it's pretty, pretty impressive. Really good. So yeah. it's definitely, we'll get yeah. more into that with costumes, of course. Yeah. But the just the acting there was, was pretty amazing. And I don't know how much... Of like the noises they were making, if they if those weren't actors, they or might have incorporated sick. some actual. I, yeah, I don't know. I don't I haven't read about it or anything. Yeah, I don't know. But I just thought I feel like that's a. It's easy to forget that those were actors. You know? Yeah, and like I said, I don't sure. even know like extras, secondary characters. I don't know. But well, in that main like iconic scene where he's got the bone, he throws in there, like you you can't really tell. It's amazing. You yeah. know. It's really like there there were just a couple scenes where it was like, man, did they just have like a different mask that day or something? Yeah. Because it was like, wait, like suddenly this looks really bad. But but for yeah. most of the scenes, it looked incredible. It was really amazing. Yeah. So my overall for acting and casting was 9.2. Actually, so was mine. Wow. Look at that. <laughs> So, cinematography and lighting. All right. Do you, do you want to... Should I lead the way? Well, uh, I'll let you lead the way because I don't... I feel like this is a category... Well, maybe this isn't you leading the way, but let me just say... <laughs> I, I feel like this is a category where I'm like, I just don't really, like, pick up on that much of that. Like, I love movies. I love watching movies. I love critiquing and criticizing movies. But there are definitely some parts of filmmaking that are that are over my head and I feel like lighting is getting really specific. But that being said, there are definitely like some of the things in space where the things are lit certain ways and you're seeing like when everything's lining up and and then the you know the camera moves. I mean, those are really like iconic shots and like lighting is a big part of that um and so kind of because of that and because of just the overall like cinematography being amazing and just so iconic I gave this whole category tons across the board that's fair I actually um was very similar um the only downside or the only um the only things that didn't get a perfect 10 um Beauty, I gave a 9.5 out of 10. Really? I just, there were, nothing was ugly, like nothing was bad. I just, I you really. You didn't think it was beautiful? I did think it was beautiful. <laughs> I just, it's, it's very hard for me to push something into a 10. It has to really be something that I just really like, wow, that was, that was perfect. And I just, for some reason with the beauty, I didn't quite feel, it was very close, 9.5 out of 10. I think us. I think almost every single shot of outer space in this movie is just gorgeous. See, and I would agree with the... We'll get to, I don't want to say too much because we'll get into this in the next category, but more of the, the compositions and the camera movements. Yeah. That's gorgeous all throughout. I would definitely agree with that. But as far as the... The lighting, and this is since this was my first time seeing it all the way through, it's entirely possible, you know, if I watched it a second time and, and paid a little bit closer attention to, to specifically the lighting, it, it's entirely possible I, I would be like, no, 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 I was crazy, perfect ten, you know. Yeah. But but with the first viewing, um, it just it was more about the the framing and things like that for me. I see you gave storytelling a nine point nine. I think that's, that's actually really specific. Oh, is it a nine point four? It's supposed to be a five. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> that really I'm does. like nine point nine. There must have been something really specific where you're like, I'm kicking off one tenth of a point. 
point. <laughs> no, that's not what happened. I, I seem to have added it correctly. That really does look like a 9.9. 9. I, it was, it is a 9.5. I, I think I may, maybe I might've been thinking okay. of a nine or something. And I, I wrote 9.9, 9, but knew it was 9.5 when I added it. I don't know. Well, anyway, you still averaged pretty high. For, I still did. I yeah. still got a, I still got a 9.8. Mm-hmm. So it's very close to perfect. And there's really nothing that I can say like, oh, well, this is specifically why I knocked it down a little bit. It just didn't quite hit perfect for me. Like, I can't really explain why. It just, my gut feeling and, and just my, you know, perception with a first viewing was that, like, eh, it just wasn't quite there. Mm-hmm. But And it could just be because the, you know, the camera work overshadowed the lighting, that it just, it felt that way to me. Um, it's hard to say. But regardless, 9.8 out of 10 for me. All right, so then that leads us to the next section, if you're ready to move on. Go ahead. And that's going to be the cinematography camera work. Mm -hmm. Um, And this one, similar to you with lighting, I gave it perfect tens. Yeah, I mean, you can't deny that it's, like, one of the things that makes this movie as iconic as it is. Absolutely, yeah. And it's definitely, I think that's what makes it, um, particularly, like, in hindsight, looking back, I think that's why it's been so timeless, is because you can still watch it and be like, oh my god, that looks amazing, and even some things where We kept like, saying, like, how did they do that? They didn't even yeah. have CGI! Right. Just, yeah. Oh, it blows my mind. It's amazing. Yeah, so it definitely, I mean, it, it stands the test of time. It looks amazing. You just got, like, crazy eyes for a second. <laughs> uh, yeah, just, <laughs> I'm just so excited. I know. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, so for sure, like, there's just... Just no fault. And even things like um, camera angles, like there are times when it's like you can't quite tell what's up or what's down. It's like, well, it's space. There, it's, it's irrelevant. There isn't really an up or a down. So there's a lot of like really tilted angles. And yet you can't really normally that would be called a Dutch angle where the camera tilts and like the, the horizon's on an axis. But there's not a horizon, so I don't even know if you can quite call it. I mean, just, I don't know. I'm getting really It's so unique. There's probably not terms for for a lot of the things they did. Exactly. So so I just really liked the, just the the use of the camera and the the frame and all the iconic things and just, yeah, there's there's just no flaws. (laughs) So, (laughs) so yeah, it didn't quite get perfect for lighting for me, but camera work easily tends down the line. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> Same for you then? Oh yeah, it was yeah. <laughs> I I guess I thought that went without being said. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Perfect times for some cinematography camera work. All right. Uh, so then that leads us to editing and special effects. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is another one where I mean even just the editing is I mean there's the very very iconic scene of the bone being mm-hmm. thrown up and then it's the space station. Like that's one of the most famous edits in cinema. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like, even the editing is iconic, and that's... And that special effects is even in this category. I mean, like, special and effects is, like... Absolutely. That's just jaw-dropping. I mean, I think we could talk about that for, like, an hour. Yeah. Just just that one portion of this category, because mm-hmm. it's so... Mm-hmm. Like, it really... Even, like, some stuff where it's like, oh, well, they used models. Like, I know that's how they did it. But it's like, but it looks so good. But it good looks and so good. And, and, and the honestly better than a lot of CGI Mm -hmm. movies made today. Absolutely. For certain scenes, anyway. I mean, it's just like, this looks... You you could put some of those scenes in a movie today, Mm -hmm. and it would still... Absolutely. Work just fine. I mean, it's amazing. There's a little bit of green screen where it's like, oh, that was obviously a green screen. Yeah, not every single scene, but there's definitely, like, certain shots where you're just like, whoa, like, Mm -hmm. this is... Perfect. It's perfect. Yeah. 
So the only thing that I knocked down with an editing, I, I know it's a little redundant because it's more so with the script than the editing. The but, pace. But the pace. It still comes into the editing because yeah. one of the scenes where um, pace was the biggest problem for me um, was when he like goes into like the time warp that when he you know finally gets to Jupiter at the end. He's in that okay. stinking warp for like it's forever. That was the biggest one for me too. And of all the special effects in that movie that would work for today, that one looks really hokey today. So, yeah. you know, which is neither here nor there with with what we're talking about right now, but for that particular and maybe that's why um I was more bothered by the pace in that scene. It was just because, like, it didn't it's look nice. as good. It wasn't sure. pretty. Right. Uh, whereas the pretty ones, I'm like, I'll sure, look I'll Absolutely. look at that for 10 minutes. It's fine. But that yeah. one, I was just like, oh, my gosh, just get there already. For sure. So, I don't know. But but I I recognize that that pace is... I hesitate to say it's it's a problem in this movie, but, like, there, it's definitely makes it a challenging movie to watch and there there are there are some scenes that could have been a little bit shorter so i didn't i didn't give it terrible scores i just gave it um what did i give it i gave it a nine instead of a 10 for continuity slash pace which is really just for the pace pace, Yeah, yeah and for overall editing which was really just for the same reason Fair enough. Similarly, I had all 10s except for Pace, uh, which I gave an 8 instead of a 10. Mm-hmm. So that should make both of our scores a 9.6 then. That's <laughs> what it essentially is. both. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, pretty much it sounds like we both had the same issue, just the Pace. Mm-hmm. Um, so then the next category, moving on down, is going to be Sound. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one is definitely... Um, a lot of 10s in this one as well. Yes! For me. Oh my gosh, yeah. let's talk about the sound. So... <laughs> So, of course, the score or soundtrack or whatever you want to call it, obviously he used um, a lot of classical music Mm -hmm. that was not scored specifically to this movie. But actually, I read that there was a score made for this movie that got rejected for this instead. And that, you know, people think that this works better. I think this was in something written by Roger Ebert, if I'm remembering right. I don't know. It was when I was Googling some stuff, but... Um, the pace was a little slow. Yeah, it was probably <laughs> when. Yeah, it was probably when he was getting to Jupiter. I was reading about this. Um, but, like, they... Um, Stanley Kubrick was like, no, like, this doesn't work because it it was a, a typical um, movie score with emotional cues in the music. Oh. And, and yeah, that wouldn't work. So you didn't want that. Yeah. Right. And it, this is, like, something that, like, stands alongside what's happening, but it's not tied to what's happening. And it does kind of give you that sense of wonder or that sense of just, like, you know, when they're in space and it's like... <laughs> like, it just yeah. kind of gives you that, like, oh, this is fun. Like, it gives sure. you the mood. Yeah. But it's not like, you know, yeah, like, suspense you should feel music. Sad now. And yeah. then, of course, so besides the music being amazing, because, I mean, it's complete, it's classical music that's completely inseparable from this movie at this point. Yeah. Um, then you also have scenes with 
silence and scenes where you just hear him breathing. Mm -hmm. It's so tense and dramatic that way. And also, I think, really influential for movies going... I mean, how many other movies have you seen now where you just hear them breathing? Or where where the, the thing explodes in space and it's a moment of, like... It just goes silent. I mean, that stuff comes from this. So it's when, right. you know, this like showed how, you know, how to do a space movie. Yeah, how to do a space movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's just done so well. The sound is really, really very good reasons to give it tens across the board for sound. Absolutely. I also like with the, it's interesting that the, it wasn't originally scored to the classical music because it, to me, at least, I thought it carried those themes of, like, the, the cyclical nature of, of civilization that it was kind of going after because of this very classical... Like, really like old, music old music showing up in this with, futuristic mm-hmm. scene. Yeah, Which that's is a just good great. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, I liked that, too. And, um, and, yeah, just to reiterate, silence in space is just... Any movie that doesn't do it is doing it wrong. Like just it's, the it's tension just, of just mm-hmm. just hearing him breathing. It's like yeah. it's like you feel that, and it's like you can tell he's just like hold it together, hold mm-hmm. it together, and like you're sitting there in your chair watching the movie, like hold it together. Like yeah. it's so suspenseful. Absolutely. So yeah, easily. I think it goes without saying, but I'll say it anyway. I think both of us gave it perfect tens overall for sound design. Yes. For sounds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's definitely. Definitely one of the best sound designs I've ever heard in a movie. It's mm-hmm. it's just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. And just and just does such a good job of like regardless of dialogue, like just the between the score and the, like you said with the breathing, like the sound effects, like just that you can almost strip the movie of dialogue. I'm sure you could. What do you mean almost? Like you you could yeah, strip the movie of dialogue for sure. and, and get the same exact story. You don't even have dialogue for like probably I mean I didn't time it, but I would not be surprised if it was like the first forty five minutes. I don't think it's, well, probably at least 30. Because I think the scene with the apes is about 20 minutes. And then you get to the space station and then it still takes a while. So yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then the last act is, what, another 20, 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like half this movie, if not mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. <laughs> so yeah, perfect time out of time for both of us for sound. Uh, so moving right along to the next category, which is aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one, I probably should have told you this when we were filling it out, but I kind of consider it to be like character aesthetics, which would be the hair, makeup, and costumes. Mm-hmm. And then the more environmental aesthetics of sets, props, and locations. Mm-hmm. I gave this one um, very high scores down the down the line. Okay, I need to talk about this one. Okay. Well, okay. The one thing oh, yeah, we didn't need to talk about this. The one. one thing that I gave the lowest score out of anything on this whole grid was hair because when you saw those little segments where they're like video chatting with their families back on oh, earth yeah i was just, just like yeah. oh this is a 60s, 60s movie yeah so like yeah. there's so much of this movie that it's like timeless yeah and, and then when you get a scene like that that takes you out of it it's like ugh. so I, i've forgotten about that when i did that i think it's yeah. fortunate that this scene hardly showed anybody on earth in like regular clothes or anything because the more yeah. you see of that the more it just loses that timelessness that you yeah. get from from seeing them in space and in their space costumes and stuff yeah. like that. Their space costumes. Their space costumes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, the the hair just took me out of it. Now initially, I started out giving um, lower scores for like hair, makeup, costumes because of the the sixties effect and the datedness effect, and then I realized that there is there's a bad dated 
there's a bad kind of being dated. And then there's also the fun retro kind of being dated where it's like, yeah, this is a 60s movie where you have a Pan Am stewardess serving the guy in space. It's wonderful. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good. And she's, yeah. she's, a, she's a Pan Am stewardess with her little outfit. And it's like, it's so 60s. Yeah. But you're not like cringing at it. You're like, that's right. amazing. And it's yeah. like funny. And it's kind of... Maybe he didn't mean it to be tongue in cheek. Maybe he he really thought that was what the future was going to be like. But I mean, it, it's not that far fetched if you think. Like it's yeah, it seems more likely that a, a commercial but airline would go to space than like the military. I suppose. Yeah, back then it probably seemed that way. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I just I just think it's really fun in this like sort of like I don't know, just like pop art sort of like retro vibe where you get these like yeah. I don't know that that stuff was fun and I love the. Um, so like it's it's unbelievable, of course, that this would actually happen in in you know two thousand one, um, because everything does look so sixties. But like all the attention to detail, and he wanted everything to be so like accurate in the space travel stuff. So you've got these like sixties space sets that are yeah. just fun in the in the sixtiesness of them. So even Absolutely. though they're kind of dated, I wound up like bumping it up more than I initially was going to because I was like I actually like some of this datedness because I think it looks okay. really cool now. You <laughs> yeah. know, it's part of yeah. the movie. Like, Absolutely. it wouldn't be the same movie if if everybody was out there in like the space outfits that you would see in a futuristic movie today. It just it wouldn't sure. be the same. Yeah. And then for things that are not involved in that, like sets and locations, props, I gave tens for those. Oh yeah, so. the, the environmental aesthetics. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of that comes in even with just like like we're saying with the models and stuff. I know that's not really falls into this category, but just, I mean, just everything holds up so well over time and just the, like you said, the attention to detail within, you know, the, the sets especially and, and even, like, the props. You've got all the different types of food that they eat mm-hmm. that's not that much different than actual astronaut food. I mean, it is, I think but... like, there was really enormous attention to detail that we cannot even possibly oh, notice. Oh, yeah. Like, I was reading that, like... Um, cause you know, of course there's the, the, the leopard at the beginning, mm, yeah, at the yeah. very, very beginning. Well, apparently the leopard is like a theme throughout the movie. There's like leopard lapel wow. pen le- or like leopard cufflinks. I mean, on one wow. of the characters and like, yeah, like, I mean, <laughs> who would even notice that? And it's yeah, like, I these do. are the, I don't know. I just, and that's kind of part of costumes, even though you don't even see it. It's cool. Right. Absolutely. So I did, I gave higher scores than you across the I wasn't really thinking about the the humans on Earth when I was thinking about like hair. It's hardly in the movie, but I, I just, do, but it just I, popped I Im- as soon as I read the word hair, I'm like, oh god, those yeah. Earth people have <laughs> such bad hair. I'm <laughs> <laughs> like a priestess daily. <laughs> yeah, their but hair was really bad. It was bad, and I do remember like as soon as that scene came on, I remember being like. Well, there's the 60s. Yeah, yeah, there it is. But mm-hmm. I, I wasn't even thinking about that when I mm-hmm. when I did the grid. Um, the one thing that I knocked points down for a little bit, I gave 9.5 out of 10 for costumes, um, just because of, of little things like, which I think this goes into what you were saying of like, well, it's, it's dated, but it looks cool. But I still kind of took a little bit of half a point off. Uh-huh. Like the, 
like the the hair helmet thing that she was like yeah. what like it what? didn't make any sense at all it didn't make any sense the only thing I can think of is I think that, they like, were just protecting their beehive hair like I don't know why well and if so it was anti gravity like I guess your hair would go crazy I don't but know. just put it in a ponytail like it's they didn't do ponytails well though. yeah this was the 60s a bun something. they weren't hippies well, even these are Pan Am stewardesses beehive <laughs> would probably stay in place I don't know. pretty good they, that was, those helmets were weird know. they were a little silly another thing to talk about with makeup so there's really only at least that I can think of there were two main um, uses of, of makeup beyond just the normal like stage makeup it, and that was um the ape scenes which so yeah. like that was mixed I feel like about like 75 80% of it you're like are those actual gorillas and then and mm-hmm. then you got the weird planet of the ape stuff in between where you're like yeah whoa like animatronic beak like it was mouth. really bad yeah. yeah and um so that was kind of like a little wonky and then the other um use of makeup was that when you saw him old at the end I felt like they were working so hard to be like he's old can you see He's old and wrinkly. I mean, he just had wrinkles like... Yeah, at first I thought he was like, in fact... Diseased or something. Yeah, Yeah, he didn't just look old. He looked like... now because I thought like we saw him he and looked that was like, like a lizard man I thought he it was w- just like really I, bad I thought he was diseased though because I thought he was like him present day diseased and then he sees himself old he was just aging as far as I am aging. aware yeah oh, yeah it, did. it looked like he was drying out because like, when he, he was... first got there he was regular age he looked in the mirror he's kind of wrinkly and then he's like even more oh, wrinkly yeah, and then he's lying scene. in the bed dying with like no hair and he looked like looked like a burn victim or something he, yeah he he looked like yeah. he looked like um what's the movie where he ages backwards and Benjamin Button. Yeah, when he's like <laughs> born an old man and it's this weird little like CGI like man and he's like ah, it's just yeah. I'm a baby but I'm an old man. <laughs> That's what it looks like. It yeah. looks really bad, but anyway, that that was not the greatest makeup. Uh, you have to judge it in its time. I mean, obviously, like, we've gotten a lot pickier about this as time goes by, but I still just think it looked really bad. Yeah. Well, considering I, I really, I thought You he thought was, he like, had disease. a weird feast disease yeah, or something. Yeah, I thought no. he was, like, dehydrated and his skin was cracking. I'm pretty sure realize. he was just aging. I guess that makes sense. I could sense. be wrong, but then because nobody like, really knows what was happening there. Yeah, but it's true. I mean, that would make sense. I think he was like, just aging because it was, like... Why did he look so much better when he was eating food then? Because he didn't look bad then. He wasn't all super wrinkly. He just had, like, gray hair. I think it was just because of just that makeup. makeup. Yeah. Oh, I should have. Because I think when he first saw himself, he was in the spacesuit and everything, so you could only see his skin. So they're like, we have to show them that he's older. And they went cuckoo bananas with the makeup. Yeah. And then on, the, and then the, when he aged the next level, you could see his hair and his, like, cloak. And they're like, oh, they know he's old. We don't have to do all those wrinkles again. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I'm reading it wrong. No, it, but that makes, that's kind of what that I That makes more it. sense. Because, yeah, it is, like, a, a progression of age, obviously. So, yeah, I just, I really wasn't thinking too much about yeah. it. I just thought he was, like, super dehydrated. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it was a long fight. Yeah. yeah. He was in that time travel acid trip for a long time. <laughs> well, now I kind of want to... Is it too late to, like, change stuff on you? Because <laughs> I gave tens for hair and makeup, and now I want to, like, lower it. See, I had good points, yeah. yeah makeup gonna... definitely had some... I 
I could makeup for sure. Hair, I'm gonna keep. It Hair is, in. you know, iffy, but this I'm gonna definitely have some criticisms for that makeup. I'm gonna put that to a nine. God, now I gotta figure this out without a calculator. Forty-eight and a half, but I can't do that in my head. What is forty-eight and a half divided by five? Nine point seven. All right, that seems fair. So impact yeah. on film. Oh, okay, should I give so, my so, average yeah, on aesthetics? Yeah, totals. Uh, my mine was eight point two. That's not bad. And then mine, as we just said, 9.7 after uh, making a quick change. Yeah. Was, well, who cares? Maybe hair didn't really deserve a four, but I had to give (laughs) a four. I had to give something a bad. I was really offended by that hair. (laughs) (laughs) I just didn't like it. It was very. I couldn't give everything tens. Yeah, it's fair. It's fair. It was harsh, but you know, it's <laughs> harsh fair. but fair. I know the makeup really probably deserved worse than the hair, but I just did not like that hair. It just, yeah. Anyway, enough said. Okay, so right. now impact on film. Yes, now we can move on to impact on film. Considering this is like one of the most impactful movies ever made. Yeah. I mean, 10, 10, 10. Crit- Critical Impact, I know it was a little bit, it took a warm-up before people kind of, like, all got on board. It had split reviews at first, but I think, you know, I think it's pretty um, pretty well like, regarded across the board at this point. And um, yeah. audience cult impact, obviously, it's extremely popular and historical inspirational impact. I mean, just like we talked about how it's like, we practically knew the movie without even seeing it. I mean, yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, it's extremely impactful. So tens. Yeah, that's. I agree with everything. The one thing I did, audience cult impact. I did give it an eight out of ten, only because like yes, it's extremely impactful. People who love it love it, and like critics love it, filmmakers love it. Like it's inspiring. But it's kind of love it or hate it. Yeah, exactly. Like sure. it's definitely like like you know it's not the kind of movie. You can just invite anyone over and watch, and and uh, so I feel like it's a little bit too too niche to give it a perfect ten for audience cult. Even though I know it does have, you know, people who love it love it, and it mm-hmm. does have, you know, there's a, a large number of people who like it, but it is such a polarizing. I would say it. that um, it's not the most like accessible movie in yeah. that it's if you're like a film lover or like you really are interested in film history or you know like this that and the other thing where like you're kind of like in that niche like you're gonna love it and you're gonna recognize it for the impact that it has had absolutely. even if you're not that into it you're gonna be like amazed by the special effects absolutely and and, and understand that this is of like cultural importance but if you're not that person and you're like thinking it's slow like you're just gonna be like this is not for me you're not gonna be into it at all so yeah absolutely yeah fair enough all right so mine mine averaged out to a, a 9.33 out of 10 okay very um, specific very specific I know you gave a perfect tens I did all right uh, so then that brings us to the next category with I am uh I'm very curious about for you. Uh, it's going to be overall enjoyment. Ten. Ten. Wow. It's a ten. Yeah, which I gave it a, a extra credit thing at the end, and when we get to that, I'll get back more into why I gave it a ten. So let's hear okay. about yours first. Now I feel kind of bad. <laughs> I only gave it a 6.5. I don't expect everybody 10. to like it as much as That's me. fair. That's fair. I gave it a 6.5. Um, that does seem low for a serious movie watcher, though. This is an important film. And I recognize... Like, I, I, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's you true, can though. like what you like. I know. Well, I would like... I liked it a lot. And I and I and like you were saying, like, I appreciate the, the impact it has and the, the references. She like, thought it was boring. 
At times. Yeah. Not throughout. I mean, if I thought it was boring, I would have given it, like, a two or a three. Like, I, I liked it. A lot, but there was definitely, like, probably at least once within each uh, vignette or whatever you want to call each section, mm-hmm. um, at least once there was something where it's like, okay, this is going on a little bit too long. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't throughout, it wasn't consistent, I, I liked a lot of it, um, but that, it just goes back to that pace, it was just, even, like, I have a high tolerance for slow movies, I don't dislike them, it just was pushed my boundaries a little bit too much, so I gave it a 6.5, which... It seems a little low now that after we've talked about it, especially, but really, I mean, it's more like I appreciate that. That was your gut reaction when you filled this out very shortly after watching the movie. I know. And, and it, and I, I I still hope by it. Like it's, it's like, I don't know. I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoyed it, but I do appreciate, like if if the question was overall appreciation, Mm -hmm. easily 10 out of 10, but if it's enjoyment, I wouldn't necessarily say I enjoyed it, at least not consistently throughout. So that's why it's. A little on the, I, now I'm just over explaining because I feel bad, but <laughs> you know. Well, okay, let, let me talk about mine. Okay. You don't have to feel bad. Okay. And it's okay if you think my reasons are dumb. That's fine. <laughs> okay, I gave it a, a half a point of extra credit because that was the most you said I was allowed to give it of extra credit. Um, well, for one thing. Okay, yeah. well, I gave it, I wrote down, I was trying to put into words what I'm giving it the extra credit for. I wrote down for, for symbols and potential for literary analysis. That's fair. It's full of like symbolisms and and big questions and like major themes and these things that that pop up from scene to scene. I mean, the the biggest thing, like obviously, everybody is wondering what the heck does the monolith even mean? Like, what is this thing? What does it mean? Why does it show up in each scene? There's all this stuff with the book tie-in that he that um, Arthur C. Clarke wrote like it just makes me want to just like dig in find articles that people wrote talk to people about what they think it meant what they got from it like like it just I love a movie that you can discuss at length for days after you watched it that you can write articles about that that you know you can actually like pull stuff from just like you would a like a classic novel so I especially I mean this is a 50 year old movie that you're still able yeah and people are still talking about it still trying to figure it out after Mm -hmm. 50 years like what other movie has that kind of a legacy yeah like yeah it's good stuff so I I'm just I'm obsessed with that and will probably I'd seen this movie before several years ago but now that it's fresh in my mind again I'm probably going to be googling stuff about it for several days to come because I just I just find it like so fascinating and fun to talk about and that's what really makes me marvel at um a filmmaker because when you start getting into these things like like I was talking about while we were watching it I'm like there's so many circles in this movie and times where they're they're walking around in a circle and they wind up right where they started from. And then this movie, like he ages and winds up as a fetus. And it's like this, this whole like circular and it's like, and then you, and then when you start noticing a theme like that, like you notice the big ones first and then you start noticing these tight. You're like, Oh, mm-hmm. that was a circle. Oh, and Absolutely. Did that there. oh yeah. and this music goes in a circle. Oh, it like, and it's like, yeah. he thought of all the 
those things. And that just blows my mind. And, and that's what I'm just like, wow, like this is yeah. such a good movie. So he's yeah. Not like I'm saying anything new here, but Kubrick's one of the best. They, they know, but, yeah, but I mean, like, I mean, I'm not trying to downplay yeah. what you're saying. I'm just, but I'm that's why that I get movie. a 10 yeah. for enjoyment because that just really, really makes me enjoy a movie. And like, yeah. I just, that's, that's what I find fun. So. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave it uh, a t- one total point of extra credit for for two reasons. The first okay. is, is similar to what you were saying, in that um, like it's just it's something different mm-hmm. than than like at the time it was something different. And exactly, mm-hmm. and even now, like it's it's influenced just about every science fiction movie to come after it, and yet you can still like watch it and be like. Well, this is still different than all those things that came after it, even though it's so clearly influenced by like it's just and a lot of that comes from like the symbolism and the mm-hmm. themes and and all that stuff that you were talking about like it's just different like how how often can you say that about a movie it's especially one like i said that's been around for 50 years and you can still watch it and be like that was so different than than anything i've ever seen before and anything i will ever see again like mm-hmm. it's just you know so even though it did get some points knocked out in writing because of those differences and because I didn't necessarily, uh, not that I didn't like it, but didn't enjoy it, I mm-hmm. guess. You know, I still recognize that that it is very different, and, and I like that, and I wish, and it's not to be, I was going to say I wish more filmmakers would make films like this, but that's not really fair to say because it's, I mean, it's the studios, it's all about money, and, and I mean, I get it. How Like, if this movie came out in theaters today, who would go see it? Like, it would be a very small box office hit probably I mean sometimes there's weird movies that make it Mm -hmm. but whatever like it's you know it all comes down to money which is unfortunate because you miss out on things like this so so because it's just so different I gave it a half point for that and then I gave it a half point which kind of ties into to how influential it is I guess it's maybe double dipping a little bit but just all the homages that, that I mean that you can watch a movie as serious as this and be like I've seen that on the Simpsons like it's I mean Maybe, that, maybe that's a like, bad example. But. And and serious homages, like like you you get a movie like Moon, oh, which yeah. is almost so much of an homage that it's copying it, I, yeah. and yet it's so it's such a it's it's so ingrained in like what science fiction even is that you can you can. Co- I hate to use the word copy, but like you can mimic these elements like like so closely and still make a completely different movie and people are fine with it and they're like, oh, that robot's pretty much just like how and there and and these people are hibernating pretty much just like they did in 2001 a Space Odyssey, but it's still a totally different movie and that's fine because yeah. they're just kind of referencing it and it's right. like it's like almost like paying respects Absolutely. instead of copying. So yeah. Um, so before we get into the total scores, is there anything else you wanted to talk about? Any any theories? As you mentioned, nobody knows what the monolith is. Any any, any theories? Any I'm uh, talking about any of the symbolism? Just just throwing stuff out before we wrap up. I mean, I don't know. Like that's such a. <sighs> I mean, what do you think the monolith means? Oof, I should have, why, why did I not see that coming? <laughs> you just seemed so ready to talk about it. Um, I mean, it definitely, I mean, it's it's an alien artifact that's meant to, like, I mean, it seemed almost like, we have that satellite in space, right, that, like, 
you know, has all the different pieces of Earth and it plays like classical music and children laughing. Do you know what I'm talking about? I it's not orbiting it's the Earth. It's going not, out into space I, as far yeah, as it can go. Yeah, I didn't mean. I'm yeah, bad. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. It's a golden record. Yeah. So I almost feel like the the monolith is somewhat similar to that, where it's trying to get like trying to some someone's trying to communicate with us to mm-hmm. show us. This, this, so it's interesting. Maybe. Well, I read a little bit about the book. Okay. And apparently, the book explains a lot more than the movie. Like, explicitly explains things. However, Stanley Kubrick is very, was very adamant about, like, well, just because it happened in the book that way, it doesn't mean it happened. There's differences. But, like, in the book, it's kind of spelled out. And I don't want to get into all that at the end of this, because, like, (laughs) it's pretty lengthy. Sure, sure. But, like, I'm not so interested in, like, the whys and hows of why it's actually there is more about like what it like represents. Like why does it show up at these times, you know? And like, what does that mean to the story? Like it seems to always, I mean, it it seems to always show up. I don't, I think it, 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 I don't know. It seems to represent like the, just like the great unknown and like the, the, Everything that is so unknown that we will never figure it out. We just won't. We're not going to. And I think maybe a little bit of like a search for God or a search for a creator. But it's like this this thing or entity or feeling that isn't really actually accessible. But like you get really, really close sometimes. And so there's these moments where they like approach it and touch it and see it. And it's like so profound. And then it changes everything. There's suddenly some big transformation that occurs because of it. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know. There's I think there's more to it than that. But like I, I think that's like a big part of it that like that. I don't know, that as far as, like, how it moves the story forward each time it shows up, that kind of seems to be, like, a big part of it. Yeah. The end of the movie blows my mind, though. Like, I don't, I, I have a hard time, I don't know. The first and second yeah. acts, I'm, like, so on board and, like, wanting to, like, yeah. write papers and stuff <laughs> about it. And then the third act happens, and I'm like... Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That one it kind of gets into like 60s psychedelic it's a, or something. Yeah, I don't know. Well, and a lot of people, okay, here's a here's another question for you. Okay. Do you think this is an optimistic movie or a pessimistic movie? I don't think it's either necessarily. It just seems to What about like when the movie ends? The ending of like the movie has ends has ended does that final scene and final shot leave you with the feeling of optimism for what has happened or do you feel like something good is has happened or is about to happen or do you feel like something terrible has just happened i still i think it's irrelevant because everything is cyclical like it seems like the fetus is looking at the earth and i feel like you could easily start the movie over with the dawn of man like the fetus is looking at the dawn of man and so it doesn't really matter if anything's good or bad because everything's just going to keep repeating that's actually a good yeah i don't which maybe i I, sorry i didn't mean to cut you off no that's okay i I guess that could be pessimistic in that well nothing really matters and it keeps repeating or it could be optimistic in that it's like it's just gonna keep going and it's interesting yeah Yeah. so i guess i actually kind of like that neither neither one sort of look at it because some people see the movie and think 
like, this is terrible. Like, he has just, like, had his life ruined. Some people think that the fetus is out there and, like, is going to, like, destroy the earth. I don't know. Oh, I don't think so. If anything, it represents, like, a new life. Like I said, circular, it's going to be It looks like, it looks happy. Yeah. And it doesn't look malevolent. Like, it looks, it looks like, oh, I'm going to be bored. Like, I don't know. It just (laughs) looks like, it just leaves you with a, I don't know. I think it's optimistic, but I also think, I also find optimism in, like, observing just like nature and just like how amazing it is that anything actually works and like sure, the fact that yeah. we're even here in the first place and I kind of think that that's maybe part of the optimism that like yeah. they even like show the dawn of man like that it's just like isn't this crazy you know what I mean right, yeah. and isn't it crazy that we're going to space now so I think there's there's kind of an optimism in that in a way But then there's also the pessimism of, like, we're getting to this place where we're destroying ourselves, but it's just the circle of life, and it's fine, like... Sure. Well, it is definitely... I mean, it starts off with the dawn of man, and you see, obviously, this ape-like, we're just playing ape behavior, and then it, you know, flashes forward to the space age, and it's very... I also think it's so crazy that there seems to be this feeling in the movie that um that they're like we are so dependent on technology when they're particularly when they first show them on their um spacecraft going spacecraft going to jupiter and they're 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 eating their nasty food and that you watch them eating the food forever like there's this emphasis on like isn't their food disgusting and they're just they're just eating their gross space food and they're watching they're like news on an iPad essentially and then there's like screens here and screens there and Hal's watching them here like that seems like something you would make now right absolutely how dependent were they on technology then (laughs) that he was coming up with this like I just like that blows my mind but yeah it's very anytime you can watch an older movie like that it's like oh it's really predicted like I mean Star Trek <laughs> I mean, it's just very, like yeah. it seems like an article that you would like see when you're scrolling through Facebook now and it's like kids today they've got a screen here and a screen right. there and they're eating their <laughs> junk food and it's like here yeah, they made it TV 50 dinners. years ago yeah yeah when 50 years ago when they were still celebrating stuff like that it's like isn't this amazing new technology they didn't even like they hadn't even kicked out cigarettes yet like it was yeah. they were just like they thought everything was like so cool <laughs> yeah and he's like guys you're really dependent on this technology like i don't know yeah. i think that's crazy anyway yeah. uh, so my total score uh came out to an 88.13 most of the deductions came from from things like pace and things like that that, that I realize are very subjective. And yeah, that, yeah. You know. Mine was a ninety six point one. That's a good score. Too. Yeah, <laughs> I feel I feel weird scoring it. All and we both know like this is like a masterpiece of cinema. Like Absolutely. I mean, obviously it's like one of the best movies ever made. But Absolutely. according to your rubrics, I gave it a ninety six point one. Well, that's I mean that's extremely <laughs> close to a perfect score. Yeah, that's, it's a good score. I'm, yeah. I've never scored anything else on it before, but I have to imagine that that's pretty high. That's pretty high. Even an eighty eight point one three is. I've, I've tried to be to be a little bit more harsh or, or a little bit more critical um so that's part of it too I might be overcompensating trying not to be overly generous but that's definitely uh, I mean that's still a score that I consider to be you know outstanding that's definitely well above average mm-hmm. um you know getting close to that perfect range but there's just 
some very subjective things and very very specific to my taste that keep it as a little bit lower score. Because um, I definitely, I mean, I agree. This is one of the one of the best movies ever made, uh, and the only reason it didn't get a higher score for me is is personal preference, which mm-hmm. which I I freely admit. Like I, I yeah. know it's subjective. I'm and, sure yeah. there are classic movies that. I don't like so Bonnie and Clyde make fun of me for loving that movie. All I've the time. never seen it. All right, well, I guess that uh, that wraps this up. Um, I don't know when I'll be posting this, so I don't know what movie I'll be reviewing next. But uh, I guess that's she'll it. let you know. I'll let you know. <laughs> all right.